Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Upstate Coffee Collective podcast. My name is Matt Pfeiffer, my co-host, the giggly one, the clever one, Kevin Miner. In today's episode, we're talking to a very, very old friend of ours, near and dear to our hearts. He goes by the name of Izzy Divine. I know him personally as Troy Harmon. He's one of the reasons that I delved so deeply into music in my teenage years and early 20s. Um, I tried out for his band in high school, and he was so serious about it. It was not a game to him. And looking back now, I can understand why, because music, production, touring, gigging, that's his life. That's what he does. Izzy Divine is a multi-talented songwriter, music producer, and designer. He owns a small streetwear company called Bikini Season. He is endlessly hilarious. He always has so much insight. He has been spending a lot of his time figuring out how to live life the way he wants to and focusing internally on his physical health, his mental health, his family. He's a super inspirational figure in my life. And he and Kevin and I all at one point knew each other, um, but in a much different setup than we are here today. Troy's in Nashville. Kevin and I are up in Saratoga. Um, and back in the day, Troy and I were in a band together and Kevin was in a metal band and he was like this older, crazy guy with abs. His shirt was always off on stage and he was always screaming into a microphone. And now Kevin's one of the best friends I've ever had and he's my partner. So life happens that way and it's really, really interesting and I'm always very grateful. I thought I'd embarrass Kevin by putting him on the spot and having him do the intro live in the middle of our podcast, and he kills it, so I'm just going to kind of cut my intro here because I hate him, and he's really good at this type of thing. Uh, love you all. Uh, enjoy the show, and don't forget to rate and subscribe and click all the buttons. Just click buttons. I don't care what buttons you click. Just click them. Okay, bye. Welcome to the Upstate Coffee Collective Podcast. My name is Kevin Miner. My co-host is Matthew Pfeiffer. He's also the man manning the boards. He's making sure this thing sounds as good as possible. If it doesn't, please email him at hello at upstatecoffeecollective.com. Today, our guest is Troy Harmon. He's living down in Nashville, Tennessee, but we've known him for a while. Troy, what's going on, buddy? What, dude, that was, yeah. <laughs> dude, I gotta be honest. I, I've listened to, I've listened to all your, uh, all your podcasts so far. That was beautiful. I'm sorry, Matt. I think you just lost your job. <laughs> I'm never coming back, Troy. <laughs> I'm never See you next back. week when yeah. I talk to myself. For sure. <laughs> um, no, Troy, what's up, man? How's everything going? Happy Cinco de Mayo. Dude, same to you guys. Yeah. I mean, Things are good. I mean, given the circumstances, you know, things are things are dope. Dude, yeah, it looks like you're socially isolating yourself in a recording studio. Well, that dude, it's funny because like that is <laughs> that's how we that's how like a recording engineer lives most of the time anyway. So it's like it's like 
has anything really changed? I mean, I don't know. Did you put up like extra <laughs> plexiglass? <laughs> no. The only thing that's changed for you is DoorDash waived its fees, man. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I mean, believe it or not, I'm still working. I work in a restaurant too. Um, little a little Italian spot and we dude we've been open this whole time so that's cool how's that been uh yeah it's been a lot we've had to get creative with it you know as most places have that's Um, cool you're like you can sit for appetizers but get out of here for entrees that's (laughs) yeah I swear if you if you eat a meatball in this place you're out of here you're done you're done (laughs) no so what what is that like like is, are they spaced out? Are the tables just spaced out? Are there like extra protocols? Or we're not open yet. Like we're not open for dining yet. So you're just yeah. doing takeout. Yeah, we're still Nashville is still Nashville. I mean Tennessee as a whole. I'm pretty sure, or like ten, the state of Tennessee, like released their like stay at home thing. But Nashville, Davidson County is still. They the mayor was like, nope, you gotta you gotta chill. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, so. uh, that's considerate. I there, you know, there's so many different ways you can go with this thing, but at least you guys have been open and doing takeout. Dude, we've been extremely blessed in that sense because, like, we're man, this this little restaurant's been here for like twenty some years, so they have like a they have a huge like following of like locals, and it's like in the it's like in a like subset of Nashville. It's like almost like a little small like park town. So there's a lot of people that are, you know, like out about walking around and kind of just grabbing food to go. So it's been good for us. Yeah, it's been really good for us. Dude, that's great. What else have you been up to? I, here's what we do usually in the beginning. Yeah, give it, give them the pitch. Yeah, we'll give you the opportunity to say, uh, who are you? How are you? And then um, what do you do? And you get to define what you do. So like you can be as creative or not creative with that answer as you want. All right? Hell yeah. Hit us. I am Troy Harmon. Uh, I go as Izzy Divine as well. Um, I live in Nashville. Uh, I am a producer, songwriter, kind of like a little bit of both. Um, I moved down here about three years ago from way of your hometown, our hometown. Oh yeah. A place called Saratoga Springs. Um, but yeah, um, I was, I was down South for a while. Actually, I came back, came back to Saratoga and then, and then came back down South. Yeah. I remember that we bumped into each other a little bit. Okay. So for our listeners, cause this grabbed me immediately and I honestly, I don't know the explanation to it. Um, what's Izzy Divine? Where, where did that come from? It's a little bit of a, a little bit of a play on words. It's like, is he uh, divine? And it's like meant to kind of test your um, like idolization of whatever it is you choose to believe in, right? Totally into it. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, that a lot. Supposed to supposed to challenge you a little bit and kind of you know make you rethink and. A lot of that came from a place of where, like, um, you know, I've kind of come in and out of spirituality and even even Christian um, theology and, um, it, you know, kind of a lot of that came from bouncing from, you know, New York, living in the South, going back to New York, going back to the South, um, 
so a lot of that is kind of ingrained in me and uh yeah that's 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 kind of where the moniker came from is there troy troy by day izzy by night dude well that's the other that's the other side of it too is like you know i don't like the attention like i really i don't i don't like the attention and um i feel like you know the like my family my friend my close friends like you know that's kind of like i save that you know like that's theirs right like that's my wife's that's my parents that's my friends right and there is still like a vulnerability with it all right because um I mean, that's really how I create is from that, from a vulnerable place. But like when it comes to, when it comes to like knowing me as like a son or a husband or like a, a friend or something like that, I feel like that's, you know, in a box over here. <laughs> yeah. So like, like family, family, close people, they get Troy, other people, like business acquaintances, they're getting Izzy. Yeah. 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 And, and that kind of, that kind of falls under a lot of stuff too. It's not just, you know, like, so I, I, I still play, um, I still perform, um, as like, you know, a hired guitar player. So I still like put that in that area too, as well as like a songwriter producer and, okay, you know, whatever else I choose to <laughs> go down whatever what other uh road i choose to go down you know with being a creative nut or whatever i was intrigued because i know like some people like when they make an alias for themselves they're like no that like if, if i'm going by that name that's who i am right now yeah and and i think that is the case for a lot of people i think um i think a lot of artists you know that kind of have an alias like they identify as that person. And I don't know if that's necessarily because of like an insecurity or, you know, like everybody's got a past. Right. And it seems like, it seems like artists and musicians have the worst past past. So, um, I feel that, but, but no, that's, that's not the, that's not, that's not my thing. I just, you know, I just kind of want to separate the, the two. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, what have you been working on personally recently? I mean, we just got a box. Oh, dude, I loved that. That box blew me away, man. I was I you said you were sending me coffee. You sent me three different bags of coffees plus some sweet um, so plus some sweet merch, which we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a little bit. So dude, you get a chance to try any of that coffee? I'm uh, I'm drinking. We can roll right now into what's in your mug. What's in your mug, is, baby? This is what's in my mug. This you sent me. Um, uh, of the three, this is my favorite. This is by Crema Coffee Roasters. This is um, this is a blend of three varietals: Colombia, Castillo, and Katura, um, grown in Colombia. It's called Los Eucaliptos, and. Crema's from Nashville, Tennessee. Dude, this coffee has like a really significant strawberry flavor. Like I saw the tasting notes here are strawberry caramel oolong tea. And I was like, I've, I tried to brew this a couple of different ways and I get strawberry every single time. Um, but especially right now, I brew this in my AeroPress, which tends to 
bring out sweeter flavors and uh, acid. And there's like very little acidity, even through the AeroPress brew. Uh, I get a lot of strawberry. It's got a nice body to it, which I assume is what is contributing to like that oolong tea note. But anyways, I mean, all, all the coffees were, were really great. They were, uh, I really liked the packaging of um, the barista uh, parlor. Barista parlor. Dude, yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, I'd never seen anything like that before. That's what I, that's what's in my mug right now is that, is that. Uh, daredevil i think it was called yeah that that cup is funky isn't the right word but it's it's a super unique like when you drink you're like there's something about this i I couldn't really pull anything excuse me specifically out of it but it's it's a really interesting coffee yeah i tried the la crema this morning and i agree with matt there's definitely like a really cool strawberry note to that um uh, the thing that I the thing that I noticed the most about it was there's a really abrupt citrus flavor, like it's like real quick, yeah. it's like a clap yeah. or a snap, and then it's it's like gone, which is not a horrible thing. But um, I thought that was really interesting because I normally don't have that. Like, you know, usually, especially when you're buying coffee for yourself, you fall into like patterns and habits. You know, you start sure. picking out like coffees. You're like, oh, I know these tasting notes. I know where this varietal's from. This is probably going to taste like blank, blank and blank, you know, and like you end up kind of just getting it's like, on, you know, when things are catered to you on social media, like you just end up like kind of getting the same thing. So it was really nice for you yeah. to send those because I don't know that I would have picked that out for myself, like on just like a random day. And I actually really enjoyed that strawberry note. And I really enjoyed that it was kind of medium bodied. Uh, I did it in Chemex. And okay. yeah, and it came out it came out really good. The best thing. I would say about the first cup that I had was when I have my first cup, like my first sip, I try to focus on flavor by the end of the cup. I'm trying to focus on, okay, has this gone like pallid? Like, is there not much body to this anymore? And the body stayed consistent, which was really cool. Even as like the temperature went down a little bit. I mean, I did drink it pretty fast, but, but what I have in my mug right now, I don't even know what to call this, but it's Cinco de Mayo. And I was driving to run some errands today and I thought of a cool cocktail because that's, I don't know. So like, that's what happens in my brain. Like my, the, the ADHD just goes, Hey Kev, don't you think this would be cool? So, um, I actually just, I made a second one for Evan just before we started the podcast because it's that good. But we took some crew cold brew concentrate, the stuff that I love making so much. And we put like a little bit in the bottom. So no added water. We're not just using regular cold brew. We're using concentrate. So the TDS is like super high on this. I think this one clocked in at like five, five, seven, which is almost four times. It's, it's about three and a half times uh, the concentration, like the TDS concentration of a regular cup of coffee. So I've got that in the bottom and then I put cayenne on it. Ooh. And then, yeah. And then over top, and there's two ice cubes in there too. So there are ice cubes, poured a little bit of cold brew concentrate in there. I didn't really measure it. I just kind of eyed it. It's like an old bartending habit. And then I pour, I put two dashes of cayenne in there just to get it a little spicy. And then I poured Modelo Negro over it. And it is delicious. Dude, I bet that's, I mean, that I was kind of hesitant when you were talking about it at first, but that, I mean, that. Yeah, Kev, you. Yeah. That's Cinco de Mayo. I you mean, definitely that's, sold it to me. One of the things I always say about Kevin is that he could sell 
water to a fish. Every time that guy talks about anything, I'm like, you know, I was hesitant, but now I'm in here. That's why we're here. I'm going to make, yeah, that is why we're here. Yeah. Matt was like, I don't really know about doing a podcast. I was like, hear me out, Matt. I'm going to make you do an intro all the time. You're going <laughs> to no. Uh, honestly, no. you know what, Matt, I'm going to throw that compliment right back at you because you commit to things. And that is a rare quality in people. Commitment. I think Troy can agree with this. Like Troy, I'm sure you've seen it in musicians that you've worked with. Like commitment to music, to a craft, to an art, to a job, to any like that. That is a trait that is not common. Well, I mean, dude, we're both married, so. Yo, we have. I know. I didn't even mention it to you. Congratulations. That's commitment, right? Yeah. Boom. Yes, sir. Tell us about your wedding. Yo, let no. Let me ask you about it, cause you you got a couple months on me. I think. When did you get married? We got married uh, in June of last year, so it'll be a year uh, next month. Dude, congrats, man. I know. Thank you. The pictures tell it all, man. Yeah, the wedding was definitely baller, and it makes you... It, it definitely um, it definitely paints the wrong picture about what I have going on in my life because I'm broke as shit, <laughs> but, but my in-laws hooked us up and just threw us the biggest banger for our wedding. And it was amazing. It was the best day of my life as everybody's wedding is. But. Not only that, Matt got up on stage with Garland Nelson. Of Soul Session. You remember Soul Garland, Session? Garland, yeah. I remember Garland, dude. Yeah, dude. Man. When when Garland found out I used to play music with, with you and you know with everybody, uh, he was super stoked about it. <laughs> um, wanted. To- <laughs> you think Garland listens to these podcasts? Shout out Soul Session, man. Yeah, he, he, Dude, I wonder if Garland, I wonder if Garland remembers me. I remember Garland. Straight up, I know Garland probably would remember you. And if he doesn't, Garland does, he is the, he's one of the nicest people where like you can't tell that he didn't remember someone, you know, like he's just so nice. <laughs> yeah, he'll put totally. me down gently. Yeah. But yeah, well, you just think he knows everybody anyway, because like someone could come up that's never seen him before and they'll like, you know, finger gun him. They'll be like, hey, hey. And he's like, he'll do it right back. Like, he's like how you doing, brother? Yeah, he just... That's yeah, how he, he just is. loves life. But dude, that I mean, that's that's the entertainer. You yeah, know? that's what you want. That's what you at, want at any party. You know. Yeah. I mean, he he definitely delivered. I'll tell you so, what I want. I want Troy Harmon at my parties. That's what. Dude, I haven't been back to Saratoga in years. My dad got drunk. Yeah. My dad got drunk at the wedding, and he he turned to me and he was like, "You, you gotta, gotta call up Troy and get a Capital Order reunion in here." <laughs> Oh. Your band. Let's get into that, yeah. boys. Yeah, let's talk about it. I we I haven't talked about that in years. Let's talk about that, Matt. Let's definitely talk about it. You guys were in a band together. How the hell does that come about in high school? Did you awkwardly ask one or the other to be in it? Or like, hit me. Hit me with a story. I remember like it was yesterday. It was 2007. Uh, you had, Troy, I believe you, you had Billy Masso as your lead singer. And you guys were doing like... Kind of like classic rock cover songs, right? Am I, am I getting that right? Yeah, I made, man, yeah, I made all my friends play like hair metal. I want, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be in like a Bon Jovi cover band when I was like fourteen. Bon Jovi? Yeah, dude, that's cool. Bon Jovi, Bon Jovi, or like, uh, I mean, shoot, probably, probably Def Leppard be more Definitely. more accurate uh but yeah man so i subject I, my friends were unfortunately um and wrapped up into all that so um yeah dude i don't i don't really remember how the two of us met 
I came. Uh, do you? I came and tried out for your band. I don't know how that came about. Troy, rightfully so, took music. Troy took music so seriously at such a young age. Like you knew that it was something you wanted in your life, and you just you didn't you didn't play it off like oh I'm just a kid who wants to play music and this isn't serious. You were like this is serious. This is what I want to do. And if you're not committed, you can get the fuck out. And you were like very. <laughs> That was that was your stance on it, and I loved Dude, it. I was in it. Abs- I mean, you're right, man. You're right. I pissed off a lot of people doing that, though. You know, good. Fuck them. But no, no. All in all, I mean, we, dude. Like, looking back on that whole era, bro. That like, I mean, that was huge. Because like, the, there was yeah. so much. Like, I I took so much of like who I wanted to identify as out of that out of that era of high school, you know, like I wanted to, um, yeah, I just wanted to get out of Saratoga and like be in like a touring band like that. That was like, and you one, did one track mind. Yeah. I, I, and I did eventually, but like, yeah, even in high school, I mean that, that was like where that was where my mind was, you know, like, um, I wasn't thinking about college or or like what that would look like. You know, I didn't even, I did, I did go to school for a year, but I, I hated it. A lot of the, like my drive to, to do, um, so I have a, I have a clothing brand. Um, yes. Like streetwear. Yes. Vibe, right? Bikini. Bikini season. Yeah. Kill it. And, and, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain it later if you want me to, but so going going talk as far as college like a lot of the what i went to school for graphics for graphic design that that was it i was like if i'm gonna go to school i'm gonna go to school for that um but like that love of like 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 design like creating designs was from the two of us making like trying to make band t-shirts oh yeah yeah i actually you were the one that like showed me photoshop and illustrator and all that stuff yeah, at that point I was really into it. I was taking a couple of courses in high school. Uh, I got really into like InDesign, Illustrator, Photoshop, all that, and I got really good at it. And I started messing around with stuff at home, and 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 you know it, it translates into today because I still have the ability to to you know on the fly problem solve and make stuff, um, you know like. Like the the cover art for this podcast it was was put together by me in forty five seconds. Like sure. I took our logo, I I took put a text box in that said podcast. I centered it, I colored it, and boom, and I exported it. Now, obviously, a lot of people can do that, but the point is that I the not having to outsource for things like you know, podcasting equipment, recording sure. music, the, all that is the same kind of creative yep. problem solving mindset that I, yeah, I still use it today, man. Matt and has just I always th- been a tech guy. Yeah. 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 Anything computer related, I, I mean, man. I, I agree. I agree with that. I feel like you always have been kind of that, that technical minded creative. Yeah. One thing I really wanted to say, Troy, just kind of wrapping back around to, you know, design and and learning who you are and developing, you know, creating this, uh, this persona for yourself and figuring out who you want to be is like during that time, 
when we were in a band together. I mean, that's like what you're doing all the time is you're learning things on the fly. You you are you're making mistakes and then and, and they're not like these huge mistakes like people make them out to be like they're you know they're monumental. It's these like, "Oh, I should have done it this way and I did it imperfectly. Now I can do it better." Again, and and one example of that would be uh, you know, designing t-shirts you know or or putting out an ep any all of those things that we did like scheduling a tour right it was like a three-day tour um we just did it you know and and god by the way uh god bless my parents for letting their you know 17 16 year old son get into a van with two you know with two 18 year olds (laughs) and fly down you know drive down to where connecticut new hampshire and something else, yeah, Massachusetts. Yeah, where all did we go? I don't remember where all we went. But oh, it was we all DIY, too. I mean, it was... I yeah. Mean, yeah, it was... Dude, it was crazy. I mean, just looking back on that, I mean... And that's... It's such a distant memory now, but it's still very, like, vivid. Like, I can still see it very clearly. And... and that yeah, goes yeah. back to what I was saying. Like, you guys had a commitment about you even like Kevin, I even remember, like, I remember playing shows with you guys up at Unitarian Church in, in Glens Falls. And I mean, even that whole, like, that whole era was, like, crazy, too, because, like, bro, at that time, we wanted to be, like, like, one of my best friends uh, is is Justin Anderson. I don't know if you remember Justin, but Justin was in, like, a band with... Uh, these are all kids that we like grew up with John Brunner. Okay. Oh um, yeah. And, uh, and dude, they had the coolest fucking band. Like I thought they were the coolest shit and you know, almost probably 10 years removed from that. Like he was, he was one of my best men in my wedding. So it's like, it's just crazy. Like, and I've written so many songs with him and like a lot of, what I what I know about like fashion and streetwear has come from him and so it's just it's wild like how like we just thought that was like a phase but like how much it's drastically changed my life you know and totally I mean for real man like you know he actually moved to Nashville before I did and yeah I I wasn't so I moved back to New York and then he was like I can't I can't take it here anymore. I gotta, I gotta go. So he took off, and eventually, I fall. I came down, and we ended up getting a place together. Sure. Let's get in. Let's get into this brand. Where does bikini season come from? Like, and not only that. Okay, so it's spelled B K I N I space season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've always wanted to do some sort of. I mean, again, going back to high school and being like super into design and I've always wanted to do some sort of adventure um with fashion um my again my one of my best friends Justin Anderson he uh he kind of like turned me on to like the sneaker world and and all that and um again being from new york and like going down to like new york city and going to supreme and kith and like all these um you know big streetwear shops it was like yo this is this is real this is a really dope community so when i finally moved when i finally moved to nashville um 
I didn't, you know, by no means did I expect it to be New York City, but I thought that there would be something, you know, there'd be a couple like boutique shops or whatever here. And when I moved here, there was nothing. Now there's a couple. Um, but when I moved here, there was nothing. So I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a good time to like try this and see what, see what I can make of it. So, you know, to be honest, it's still like, it's still just a side thing for me. Um, I, I don't really um, have any like aspirations of necessarily having like a storefront or anything like that with it. But like, it's just a, it's just another outlet to create through and um, use kind of like the visual part of that creativity to like express. Whereas like, you know, music, it's, something totally different so so what i want to ask is um a venture like this that you, you know you're, you're not using as a full-time source of income it, it sounds a lot like what kevin and i are doing with the coffee collective um where you, you have priorities that sometimes will come ahead of your venture uh, but it's a creative outlet you want to make progress you want to stay consistent and it's hard to kind of juggle all the variables what was it like taking this thing from concept to, you know, product launch? What was like the time frame, and, and how did that go? Um, it took about six months to like really go from like, okay, have some ideas to here's the hat that you're wearing right now. Right. And from there, I just had to learn. Like totally. I had to learn like, how you know what because i can do the i can do the photoshop illustrator side of it. i can do the graphic design side of it and um but when it comes to actually putting like ink on a t-shirt how is this going to look when it comes to like doing embroidery on a cap how's that going to look and are these are these hand embroidered like locally as well? Is that kind of something you did or how did how does I don't even know like from my perspective, I don't even know how something like this is made. Sure. Yeah, you know? sure. I mean and and that's the yeah, I mean no no, they're not they're not hand embroidered, they're uh machine embroidered, but it's done it was done at a local shop. Um I the hats themselves are not um but, you know, obviously the designs and everything are. So um, there's there's a little balance of, of what's going on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a huge learning curve, man. I mean, the other thing the other thing is, too, is like, you know, a lot of the brands that I love are like considered cut and sew brands. And like that's a lot of money to get into that because you're talking about like actually using factories and you know, like you got to buy enough product like these, like what you have, I only printed like a very, very, very small amount of, and then I just moved on. Um, who was, who was the roaster that you had on? Um, I think it was like two episodes ago. Mark with Constellation Roasters. Mark, Mark, yeah, it's it's similar to that where like you know, once he makes it, you know, you move on. Totally. So, and 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 I think he said something like, um, didn't he say something like the reason that he does that is because 
you know, when you're doing like large batch coffee, it's easier to like, like keep the consistency. Whereas like, yes, I mean, the same goes with this. It's like, you know, after you continuously do it, it's. Yeah. His roaster is a little harder for him to control. He, there's like a lot of factors that go into that, but mainly, I mean, the big thing is like, especially with coffee, you know, if you're buying on the scale that he's buying, you might go back in a month and it might not even be there because some coffees only come over here in like two large, I would say, you know, like 150 pound roughly bags, you know? So like you might go back and they're like, yeah, we sold the rest of that. So yeah, sure. And that, and, and dude, I mean, that's, that, that could be the same case with this is like, you know, like the materials that I'm using for like that hat might be out of stock and it's like, well, okay, there goes, you know, there goes that cap. I can't do that one again. So, um, but at at the same time, it is cool. Uh, The, the, uh, there's like an aspect of the brand where I did just one of a kind stuff. So like that I straight up like hand painted or hand stitched or like distressed. Um, and that's more like jackets and like, um, you know, kind of higher, more like a higher price tag higher price tag items. Yeah, dude. Because we live in a world now where everything is mass produced. So you can get a million of everything all the time. So they're all of a sudden that now it's swung, right? The pendulum swings the other way. And there is a larger perceived value in something that is unique or limited in supply or exclusive. You know what I mean? Sure. That's always better, you know? Sure. That's cool, man. Dude, I like that you have that approach and that you're like, you're keeping it versatile with that. Um, and then like, obviously, so you said you're really influenced by the American, like the classic American tattoo style. You're talking like, are you talking like the decals that you would see on the side of like choppers? You're talking like eagles stuff like, cause I'm looking at some of the designs and some of it seems to combine that with what I've seen popping up in streetwear, like kind of like these almost graffiti esque, uh, designs that are coming around on like jackets and hoodies and stuff. Exactly. I kind of, I mean, my, my thing is more kind of like from the horror, like horror movie kind of vibe, like darker aesthetic than, than, than more like the, um, I guess what you would think of is like American traditional. Um, if that, I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I makes total sense. I actually, my favorite thing that you sent, uh, Matt gave it to me. It's like this picture of this woman and she's kind of got lingerie on it looks like and then she's got like a bunny mask and there's Shit. like a cool design in the background like this one. Yeah. Yeah, and there's like the the barcode on the bottom and bikini season beneath the barcode instead of numbers. Like I was like that's a cool mixed media piece. Yeah, dude, there's a there's a lot in like all of that. Like there's so much there's so much to like all of those like little pieces. Like the barcode again with just like, um, well, the, the face is people have said it's like a vampire, like, or something like that, like a, like some sort of demon or something like that. But like, yeah, I mean, every, every little piece has like this, um, I call it like a dark aesthetic, but like it all kind of stems from a mixture of like tattoo, like design, like from, from a, um, visual standpoint, it's like, like the tattoo thing from like, um, what was going on in my head at the time. It was probably a lot of like, um, anxiety and depression and that kind of like mental health 
like balance right, like chaos so right? there, there's a lot yeah. of like um dystopian kind of vibes Tr- I guess. like trying to make sense of yeah trying to make sense of like that whole th- again like I, I forget we said something towards the beginning like uh you know the tortured artist the type of yeah. thing you know like kind of kind of trying to like play on that a little bit so yeah yeah i love the aesthetic it's really cool For what sure, what do you guys Thanks. have um like what do you have um what am i trying to say available right now and is it a is it like a website that you do you primarily yeah. are operating off one website or how does all that work yeah yeah it's a it's a website it's uh bikini season be without that first i be be apostrophe k-i-n-i um and yeah i mean you can you can go on there and shop or you can go on like the instagram account and shop on there to be honest a lot of the a lot of the stuff that i do like a lot of the sales that i get is not off of that sort of off of like a website platform or like instagram shops and stuff like that it's more like i'll do like um like art fairs. Oh, cool. Um, cool. And just, and just kind of like, you know, little pop-ups. There's an art show. Um, th- they call it like an art crawl, but it's every, I think it's every last Saturday of the month in um, an area, a part in Nashville, an area in Nashville called Germantown. And they have a bunch of different, a bunch of different artists and, um, you know, anything from like jewelry designers to like, uh, graphic guys to paint painters. Um, so like do, doing like just kind of, because I, w- I really wanted to be, and that's like having it as a side gig is kind of nice in that aspect because I don't, I, at the moment I don't have it. I don't have the time or the energy to make it like this huge focus of like what I um, like having it be like homegrown like that, I think is like dope. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Like to have people just kind of happen upon it, you know, versus like spending a month, spending a lot of money on advertising and marketing and that sort of thing. It's just, and I've done that, you know, like I've gone that route with other things, but like with this, I think just having it like this, oh shoot, I found this at an art show. Like that's kind of dope you know the exclusivity of it is almost like what makes it a little more attractive for someone who's never seen it before yeah like like that the crema uh coffee like dude they so there's a um they used to have their like um their warehouse like where they would roast and i didn't even know this it was like in my neighborhood where i used to live and I was walking down the street one day and I saw that they like there was a sign for creme out there. And like the one that I got that from is like across it's like kind of near downtown. And mm-hmm. like it just popped up and I was like, yo, this is sick. I just kind of found this and like that was my new spot, you know? So it's like that's dope. Yeah. I mean there's like a there's like a sentimental value that like comes with that sort of discovery yo okay all right let's let's segue let's segue this troy what's your jam right now man what are you listening to i'm intrigued uh my jam is podcasts man i can't really yeah i can't listen to music in my car 
Probably because you're listening to music all day long, right? Yeah. And, and like, I remember one, dude, one thing I really miss about being kind of young and, and finding like, you know, what you're into is like that excitement that comes with it. And like, it's hard, man. It, it takes a lot for something to really get me stoked now. Like when I hear, when I hear a song, like it takes a lot for something to really get me like amped. Cause you're probably listening to every aspect of the song, you know? So you're like, like there's like, there's like a backing track that has like a pitched hum to it. And you're like, that just doesn't fit. I can't even hmm. listen to this anymore. <laughs> Dude. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, I try, I try to like, I try to really focus on like the song first and be like, yo, is this actually a good song? You know? Yeah. Because if it's a good song, nothing really else it doesn't really matter you know it doesn't matter if the mic's placed correct it doesn't matter if you know like your um guitar was recorded properly like it doesn't matter like that shit just doesn't matter if the song's good the song's good i mean like so yeah so it takes it's it's hard for me to it's hard for me to get super amp so my jam is like pod, i listen to a lot of true crime like podcasts oh really yeah what's your favorite um dude i'm gonna sound like a like a white like a white girl right now but i'm like every monday that podcast crime junkie yep has like a has a new one so that that's usually my that's usually my go-to um because i just binge all the ones that are like you know like a series like the up and vanish ones and like dude there's so there's so many of them i don't even like I don't even know how many hours I've spent listening to podcasts. Dude, but. there's so many. But talk about people like noticing a niche, like Crime Junkie, and then going, you know, what? we're gonna fill that niche. We're gonna have this podcast. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild though? That like insane. So many people, like, dude, my wife is like super, super. In. She's actually the one that kind of turned me on to it, like, because she, yeah, she's like, she's really into it, and. I, I noticed like if I listen to it for too long, like if I listen to him like just all day, like I start to get super weird. Like I, I start to get like really bummed out and like anxious and like, cause, cause I think that again, like as an artist trying to like internalize everything and like, <laughs> you're taking it in like, you're not just taking it in you're keeping it in yeah i'm you trying take to... on the persona a little bit i feel that way of when i come out of like a really dark movie that's been on for too long i come out of the dark theater and i walk around the world and you kind of just like you're almost like an observer in your own body kind of looking around the world like you're all fake yeah it's all a lie yeah you don't <laughs> you don't know anything i have the, all the answers right now exactly yeah. you don't even know what i know yeah matt yeah. was really changed when he watched the dark knight that's that's what really did it <laughs> i, I <laughs> dude i can't i came out of um uh, what is that? Uh, what is that? Is it a Matt Damon movie where he goes? Oh, the curious case of Benjamin Button. I walked out of that movie. It changed, man. Dude, you guys ever see that movie? Yeah. That movie fucked me up. That's a Brad Pitt movie, isn't it? Yeah, that's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Man. I don't know. I got you. Yeah, one of those no boys. Do you guys ever watch The Sinner? It was like a Netflix show. It was with uh, Jessica Biel. No. 
No. Was it good? Yeah. Well, dude, the first, so it's, it's similar to like true detective in the sense of like, there's, they're not really like each season's not really connected. Um, but the, the very first season, um, is with her and it's in upstate New York and it's, and it's based off of like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil much. All right, cool. Music's music's like a huge part of like the storyline. Oh, like, cool. Okay. Like a, a song is a big part of the storyline. So being like being dudes from upstate New York and into music, you probably dig the music. Like the soundtrack's dope too. So. I Dude, I love when a show has a good soundtrack. Yeah. All right. So this one's a little obscure. I apologize. Um, I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi. I've been listening to a lot of lo-fi hip hop beats. Yeah, you have. Um, for like forever. I love it. I listen to it even when I'm not working. Like it's just my jam when I have it on the background. There is a there's a four minute song called Way Home by Ariel T. Just Ariel and the letter T. And it's it's a vibe. It's my it's my favorite song to throw on in the morning when I'm making coffee. It just sets my whole day. So I'm jamming that. What about you, Kev? Uh oh, my jam today. Oh my god. I so cat you know Cat Scott. Yeah. Cat shot cat shot. Um cat shot mantini. Um so she and I always Tuesday, every Tuesday. We're always giving each other a track, right? It's Tuesday, my dude. Yeah, we always post it on Instagram. And I, it started at work, and now it's like, I actually, I look forward to Tuesday because I have that with her. And then in the anime club I'm in, we do Tunes Day. So, like, everybody's sharing music in there. So Tuesday is, like, a really musical day for me. Um, but this morning That's I great. woke up, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to share with Kat. And so, like, when I don't know what I'm going to send her, sometimes I'll just, like, and then Kat posted uh, Soundgarden, which had me like thinking of throwbacks. Like she, she had like that early for that first Soundgarden remastered um, deluxe edition. I forget what the name of that album was, but um, I was like, oh man, throwbacks. And for some reason, Glassjaw popped into my head, which is like mm. one of my favorite bands ever, ever, ever. So I immediately, like I just, like, and for some reason my mind was just like, oh, natural born farmer. That's what you're listening to today. And it just ripped out <laughs> That like it was like my mind like dug into Spotify and was like, our color green EP. That's what you're doing. Go for a five mile run. Enjoy that, buddy. And like I, dude, I love it. I've been locked into it all day. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, Glass Jaw's so good. The, all the arts are kind of like this, but music has there's such a direct relation of influence and the next generation of music. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. That's always been something that amazes me because like some people hear a band and be like, oh, they're ripping off this. This happened 20 years ago. They're not ripping it off. They grew up listening to it. Yeah. 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 Well, and it's your own interpretation of it, too. It's it's always every bit of uh, music in general is a recreation of somebody's influence, which they got from songs. And so, dude, there's we a all great know. little book. There's a great little book that talks about that. It's like, how, it's, oh, really? It's called like how to steal like an artist. Yeah, and it's like it talks about that that concept of like influence. I love that. All yeah. this all this shit I always uh leave in our show notes. Yeah, Matt does like little bloops sometimes too. Um yeah. that's awesome. I, I the big question that I formulated, you're so you're multi-talented, you're working as a producer, you've got a brand, you know, you've you've been a driven and committed person since you were like a kid, really. Like you started forming the person that we're talking to now at 16. Most people don't do that. Um, 
what what is probably the biggest lesson that you've gotten along the way that you would go back in time and give to yourself? You know, like if you could like give yourself like a little pep talk lesson back in time, like go back and see a younger version of you. I don't know where. What what was the lesson that you would impart on them that has been like the most valuable for you as you're doing these things in life? Um, like just finish, <laughs> like just just see it through, man. Yeah, like and that and that's that still applies to now because like that's for me at least. Um, I'm really I'm really solid at like getting the jump, you know. Like, oh, I've got, I've got an idea and I'm excited about it and I'm going to go forward with it. And, you know, hurdles start to pop up and I'm, and I'm even with that, you know, like I'm good at overcoming that. Um, but dude, the last 5% is like, it's hard. Like that's, it's difficult. Yeah. So just, just finish. Like once you, once you start it, just finish it. See it Yeah, through. man. That's a conversation I've had with Devin Seegers a lot. Devin always struggles with, you know, saying that something is good enough. Like if you're, I don't know, if you're if you're editing, um, if you're editing a track or a song that you wrote, you know, you you get too close to it and you can't let it go. You can't give it up. It's kind of like you know a mama bird, you know, pushing her pushing her little babies out of the nest and hoping that they can fly. You just at one point have to say you're 98% of the way there. That 2% might never come. You have to just let it go. That's Mm. definitely been one of the hardest parts for me as well. Dude, like finishing mixes that applies. Like it's so you can sit there and listen and tweak, you know, tweak one, two DBs on a mix for hours and not get anywhere. Like, Oh, yeah. wow. At some point, just let it go. Let it go. Send it. Send it off to the mastering mastering engineer and just let it go. You know, like. Yep. I even get that way with editing this podcast, and it's like three vocal yeah, tracks and some overlays and some intro music. But I'll like, I will nitpick it, the fades, everything. You're just constantly touchy, 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 and you just gotta let it go. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that though is that a lot of a lot of like creative people um, or or sorry, a lot of people that aren't creative actually like to see that, like that is inspiring, you know, to like to see the growth, like, yeah, your first podcast is not going to be as good as your hundredth podcast, but that's sick because that means that like, like that's enjoyable to listen, you know, because if you're just a robot creating over and over and over and over and over and over again, it's like, you know, before we started the podcast, like the first episode before that, we had that conversation. Yeah, because we didn't have any gear man. we borrowed Chris Kerr's uh, blue. Yeah, his blue Yeti, you know, which is actually a pretty it's a pretty decent mic as far as mics go. Uh, quality was all right, but yeah. it was just one mic that we were all hovering over, you know, and we were just all talking into one mic. It, and you can tell, right? The quality is okay. It's not great, but it's fine. Um, and we just said, you know what? We could put this off for another month and say, oh, it's not ready. Sweet, man. Uh, Troy, is there anything else that you have to share with the wonderful listening audience that we have on this podcast about coffee, branding, music otherwise any advice for them any uh wiz- kernel of wisdom or uh 
Just something uh, fun. I mean, dude, I, as far as coffee goes, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely still an amateur. Um, I mean, I don't know how I could do anything that I do without coffee, but I mean, yeah, I wanted to know how do you brew at home, Troy? Oh yeah. Hit us yeah. up with that. It could a, be Keurig, man. I don't give a fuck. No, it's not. It's not a Keurig. It, I I'm, I'm on the French press, uh, path right now that's that's my that's my jam but i i definitely oh, yeah. want to grab an aeropress um one of my buddies from home came down to visit um last summer and he had an aeropress with him and i was like yo this is sick aeropress is sweet man matt you're gonna get a call from troy and troy's gonna be like hey matt uh so you want to run me through this <laughs> Yeah, dude, definitely. I, I definitely I got you, be uh, <laughs> needing some pointers. Matt is the AeroPress Aero. master here. You can do it. Well, no, I'm definitely not. I'm still learning, but I've been using it a lot because my thing with AeroPress is it's convenient. You can use it anywhere and it's very versatile. You can do it in 50 different ways and get a different cup every single time. So, Well, that was my thing too. I was like, I can just throw this in my backpack and like, you know, when I'm downtown or wherever, I can just pop this out and do what I got to do. If you have access to hot water and you've got your coffee ground or you have a grinder on you, dude, you're set. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So you got the French press. You've got, I mean, tons of local roasters. You sent us dude, a bunch. We so really many. appreciate it. We'll be sending you some coffee as well. Uh, and a little care package to, uh, you know, say thank you. Cause we got these sweet hats and we don't have sweet hats for you yet, but maybe hmm. one day we will. Yeah. Sick. Keyword. I appreciate it, guys. Thank dude, you. me too. It was so good to talk to you, man. Yeah, dude, it was so good dude, to talk to you. Dude, like, there's still like there's still so much to like catch up. Like, bro, I didn't even tell you this. But...